Episode 79. Did you think we'd get hey, this almost, far? Hey, we're almost at 80. I think that's like, that's a, somebody said to me the other week, it was like, good for you guys for like keeping it up and recording that many episodes that like you've done it that long. I think that's cool. We're, we're, at, on, 70, we're at 79 and you say we're almost at 80. <laughs> We're still on season one, though. When does season one end? <laughs> I always wondered when podcasts like pick when their next season is going to be. I feel like, unless you're like a storytelling podcast, then that makes sense. Or like if you have a planned hiatus and you come back and it's a new season, so maybe we should have done that a long time ago. Not that ours was a planned hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're on seventy nine today. Almost at 80. Today. Okay. Can we just do like a little recap of like our etiquette podcast that went out? Because that. What do you want to recap? How everyone's giving me heat over everything. (laughs) Why are they giving you heat? Because you're guilty of a lot of them. Yeah. In front of everybody. That's that's your fault. (laughs) But I do like how the teams say. You can do that stuff because you own the place. You bought the stuff so you can drop dumbbells. You can put chalk everywhere because it's your gym. They're not wrong. Yeah, but let's just make it clear that I don't do that because of that. No, but like they got your back. Okay. Thanks, kids. I appreciate it. No, you definitely don't do it because of that. I have enjoyed the chatter, though. Yeah. I've also seen people throwing each other under the bus. Yes. <laughs> Which, let's just be clear, the point of the podcast was not to, like, lay all these ground rules and... Just friendly reminders. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even say our our <laughs> community is bad in terms of no. etiquette. It's just, like, we probably we got a lot of new people. Let's talk about some things that yeah. happen at our gym that might not be written on the wall somewhere for you to read <laughs> it's been funny it's been enjoyable that's for the sure. number of people who are like i feel like you were talking about me the whole time yeah and in fact like before and after we didn't say one person we didn't mention all. one name like except mine <laughs> yeah not at all like we had nobody in mind it's just general things yeah anyway that's been a fun one Today we're going a different direction though. Kind of circling back to our, we'll maybe touch on like our TikTok, everybody's doing stuff kind of thing. So I watched a funny one today and I also thought to myself, well, things you see on TikTok and then you go and try. What did you do? This guy was walking down. He's like, hey dad, want to make a TikTok? And the guy was like, okay. Then it cuts to picture of a ceiling fan with strings tied around the blades and bottles of water tied on the strings and they're blindfolded and they're trying to, to dodge these water bottles the water bottle smacks the dad and he goes oh <laughs> it just made me laugh because i just can see myself trying that it looked fun but also painful <laughs> you don't have any ceiling fans in your house do you no, I don't no. think so. Okay, that's no. good. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to go this way today just because 
you know, I've been having a lot of conversations with many of our new members, but old members too, um, just about nutrition or nutrition coaching program. Um, and some of the converse, first of all, I've enjoyed talking to everybody kind of missed that part. So that's been fun for me, especially with these new people who I haven't had a chance to speak to very much. Um, but you know, some of the conversations that have come up, you know, just bring up topics that I'm sure that many of the people in the gym, you know, are either thinking or talking amongst themselves or having those types of conversations. So, you know, stuff like that warrants, warrants its own episode, I would say. Let's debunk the myths. <laughs> no, this isn't a myth debunking episode. <laughs> By the way, the dogs are, are going to be on the podcast. <laughs> They're growling in the backyard or back uh, background. <laughs> I'm just prefacing that. I, I don't even know where to start with this one because there's just so much to cover in terms of like our nutrition program and what it is and how it's appropriate to each person. Well, like how do you start your conversations when somebody is interested in nutrition? Why? Like, why are they interested in Like, why yeah, did like, they take the time to come sit with you? Yes. What brings you here? Like, that's got to be the first question. And depending. Is there a common answer? Um, probably like it's time for a change or the next step, or I'm ready to level up or, you know what I mean? Like I'm ready for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, you and I were talking about this before. It's like people, when they're beginning on their health and journey, health and fitness journey, holy, I cannot talk today. Um, when they're first starting out on that journey, they it's it can be kind of daunting to some people to fit that hour into their day to come and get their workout in. So it's perceived as really difficult in the beginning. And actually, some of the conversations I've had is just how easy, like how they perceive it as it's just so easy now. And because that ease of challenge um, or like it's no longer challenging, they feel that they can now they're ready for the next step, you know if they were one of those that didn't jump all in when they first began. Which we've talked about before. It's like, why don't people do our nutrition programs? And it's like, because it's harder than doing the fitness side yeah. of things. The fitness is an hour of your day, right? Yeah. And the nutrition makes up the other 20 is the whole 24 hours. But like you're making a million subconscious decisions through your entire day, like work related, family, whatever. And then you have to now decipher food along the way. So it definitely is probably I would say one of the most challenging things um, you can do and certainly it comes easier for others uh, but with that being said you know once you can remove that barrier of the level of difficulty of fitting fitness into your life or making it a priority nutrition seems like the logical next step when arguably I think it should be the other way but that's a different but yeah episode yeah we've had those <laughs> conversations before <laughs> But it's nice to see people tackle the easy stuff and be consistent yep. with that. And it's like bite the elephant in small chunks, right? Yeah. Like you build confidence that you can now handle this. It's the lowest hanging fruit. It may not seem that way when you first start out, but it definitely becomes that way. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, well, you got this new elephant. So let's start small here too and, and tackle this thing. And I think it's awesome the people who are taking this on. Like we have seen a huge influx in our nutrition program. 
and with a lot of new members, which is super exciting. Um, do any of them come in with like apprehensions? Oh, absolutely. What do those look like? Um, usually like, I'm not sure that I can do this. Uh, I've tried other things in the past. So what is going to make this work? Like, like, why is this different mm -hmm. type of attitude? Um, but I would say the biggest thing is just the lack of confidence in themselves. And I mean, that lack of confidence can stem from many different places. Like maybe they have tried other things in the past and it just hasn't been successful or they've, you know, whether they didn't see results or they just literally just failed at it, like just quit. Um, it could be just stemmed from other areas of their life, the same, same type of thing. So it's, I, I like that one. And that's just because of like my role as a coach is to provide this program to you in a way that is going to make you feel confident and get those small, quick wins right off the start to help build that confidence. Right. Like it's not just you taking this on, it's us together. And that's my job as a coach is to present this to you in a way that is going to set you up for success. You know, so I would probably say that's the most common one. It's just, I'm not sure if I can do this. And I think um, you explaining kind of your role goes to show how individualized our nutrition coaching is. No one program is the same. Like I'm running what, almost 20 right now, simultaneously. Not one of them is the same. They may be doing similar principles, but mm -hmm. how it's applied to their life and their lifestyle, completely different. Um, you know, I was speaking with an individual who had tried a previous program that was just a blanket. It was just a blanket program, right? Like we're all going to eat X, Y, Z on this day and ABC on this day. And I mean, it's unfortunate because that doesn't take into account somebody's like lifestyle or, you know, hormonal needs or their activity or non-activity for that regard. So there's a lot of factors that legit go into designing that program to try and make it work for that person's lifestyle. And that's important because, and I always tell them in my conversation is like, it's my job to mold this program to your lifestyle. It's not your job to mold to my program because that's not going to set you up for success. And the more that it can be, you know, shaped and kind of reworked for each person, the way more success that person is, is going to see, you know? I think that's been a deterrent for people. And this is kind of where it links into like, I saw it on TikTok. Um, and it can also link into like the conversation we had about comparing ourselves to others and what they're lifting and, and all of that stuff. But it's like, somebody finds out their friend is doing our nutrition program and it looks like this. And now they don't want to make the choice to do the nutrition program because they don't want that. They don't want to do that without understanding like why that person's doing that or what things they've done in the past to get them to this point. Like, and what it would actually look like for you. Yeah. And oftentimes we see it in a sense where a person's like counting macros and it's like, well, I'm not going to do the nutrition program because I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to weigh and measure my food. And I would say nine out of 10 nutrition clients don't do that. I'd say 9.9. .9. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like that's, so there's, I got two thoughts here. That's why the first most important thing is to come and sit down and have a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, like, it's literally just a conversation. So what do you have to lose in that moment? Nothing. Yeah. Like it's you coming to find out 
what it's going to take, how you and I can work best together, et cetera, et cetera. And right? like figure out what you need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because what you want may not actually be what you need. That needs to be another, yeah. another episode. Write that down. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is like, you have to understand that like nutrition principles are pretty uniform. Like no matter who you work with or what type of program you go into, the baseline principles are always the same calories in calories out. Like that's how we lose weight. That's how we change our body composition, et cetera, et cetera. And you can have people who like choose to only focus on one layer of detail. So take, for example, macros, or you can take it by our approach is where we start at the beginning and work our way up slowly through the layers of the onion. Right. I said this to someone and I said, ah, no pun intended. because we're talking nutrition. Right. But like you start at the, the beginning, whereas like, let's lay the foundation of the house. Like let's put the concrete floor down, nothing else. So I want to know that you can make your plate a certain way, you know, and do that consistently. And you know what? A lot of people change a lot about their, their composition, their energy levels, their sleep quality, just by doing that simple thing, but doing it routinely. And yet there are people on the outside that like, Oh, that's all you're doing. You know, (laughs) that's a big thing, you know, and I challenge you, I would like you to see you do that for three meals a day for 12 weeks every day and not mess up on that. For those people that think that that's all you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, that's actually really hard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, show us that you can handle the food quality. Then we can start to work on the quantity. Well, there's different ways we can go about that. Starting small, let's use, use the plate as a frame of reference. Let's use your hand size as a plate or as a frame of reference and like so on and so forth, building up the additional layers of detail, essentially as you earn them, you know, I hate phrasing it like that, but that's truly what it is. Because if I give you a layer of detail that you're not actually set up to handle, it makes absolutely no sense. And it's no wonder that, you know, you may get frustrated. The level of difficulty is too hard for you. So then, you know, you might fall off the wagon and never recover. Well, I think you can, like, if that's hard for people to grasp, it's no different than movements in the gym. Absolutely. Like, that's you why you take foundations. You, well, and like, we can go like, everybody wants to be able to do a bar muscle because it looks cool and all of that stuff. Well, you can't do that until you're able to hit certain check marks. Like there might be a one-off person who can just walk in and go ahead and do it. But like there's check marks and checkpoints along the way that you need to hit. And it's no different for the nutrition. And I think understanding why those waypoints exist is absolutely essential. And so arguably somebody who hasn't had that conversation with me um, and is basing their decision on like what their friend is doing, like does not understand why those waypoints exist. Like I'm going to be bold faced about saying that. And the reason being is like, you know, those checkpoints exist so that we have a longevity to the application. Like you and I are not going to work together forever, nor do I want to. Yeah. Right. Because I'm trying to build that independency and that knowledge and the, the commitment to your action so that you don't need me beside their hound, not hounding, but like checking in on you. Right. So if you have these foundational things, you can now handle what to do in a restaurant, what to do at a family supper over a holiday, what to do. Like if you sit down one night and devour a bag of chips, what's going to be the very next thing that you do Mm -hmm. instead of making it five days, you know, those steps are absolutely important for permanizing the longevity of the application. 
I had a, a client in today actually, and, and she's doing macros right now because that's what our plan and our, her path is. And she's leaving for a week and she's like, I'm just going to do plate method while I'm gone. And I was like, perfect. That's what those first months of just doing plate method when it felt kind of boring and simple to you is for, because now I like, I can confidently let you be and go do plate method and know you're going to be super successful. I had the same conversation yeah, with a like, macros client. Too, it's like, that's why we put in the time there. Yeah. And that's why that needs to be solidified and you can do it consistently in various situations. Like you said, be it out for dinner at a restaurant or with family where you're out of control of what your options are. Yeah. And you know what? Like just because your friend is doing macros, you may not ever get there. And I don't mean that from like, you can't achieve that check mark because that's not at all what that's about. It's not like, it's not like a race you're trying to progress through. It's, it may mean that like macros and weighing and measuring your food is not applicable to what your lifestyle replicates. Yeah. Right? Anybody, anybody can do macros. Like everybody has the ability to, it's whether it's appropriate. Yeah. Right. Like it's a time and a place thing. And that, that's like, <laughs> that's like a life situation, but it's also like, like, do you have the ability to take on this, which can be perceived as a stressor? And is it going to be beneficial to you? But like, is it also going to help you with the goals you have in terms of is the like risk versus the reward is adding this additional and I'm going to call it a stress because it requires a lot of planning and prepping, especially when you're new and you've never done it yeah. and you don't have that skill set of planning and prepping yeah. or even just understanding how to maneuver through my fitness style. Yeah. You know, like it's very overwhelming for somebody just starting out on that and it may just not be applicable for yeah. you. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's that's and that's why that individualization of the program exists specifically for that purpose. What else do you see as barriers to the nutrition program? I'm going to tell you a barrier and then like how it actually worked out because somebody, okay, well, let me start with the story. It was like a newer member sat down with them, did their consultation, like have legit goals. Their goal was to learn, to acquire the skill set of planning and preparing and understanding how to structure food into their day um, because farming season is coming up and sitting on the tractor in the combine for hours on end, you need to know how to be planned ahead of time, right? Otherwise it's beer and pizza in the field, um, which I thought was a great thing that it's March and you're, you're thinking that far ahead. Now, great conversation. The end of this conversation results in, well, I'm not the one that actually prepares all the food for my family. So I think it would be very beneficial if you could speak to my spouse and, you know, who is, is also interested for the same reasons, because they are also involved in the farm. Um, and I think that if, if you could explain it to them better and get them on board, then I'm on board. And I'm like, fantastic. Let's do it because that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. I want to teach you how to plan and prepare because it's important that you understand those things too. But if you're not the one that is at like in the kitchen, 90% of the time, let's deal with the person that is. Mm -hmm. And so have this conversation with the spouse Turns out their needs are just equally the same. And here we are two people who are fully invested in their family's health 
and setting themselves up for success for something that isn't even happening for a couple of months. I think that is phenomenal, you know, and like their view on it was the whole year rather than like right now I can only see 10 feet in front of me type of thing. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great conversation because I mean that I've had that same conversation with others where the idea of speaking to my spouse was not even in the question, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just like, well, I guess I'm just, I'm just meant to be this way and it's not going to work because I actually don't do all the cooking for my family. Mm -hmm. Like, no, there are ways to work around that. Good for that person. And I think the other one is shift work people that work shift work would be a huge barrier for them. And I mean, when we go back to the conversation of um, degree of difficulty, like that's somebody who's coming in here with a layer of difficulty that is already there without even talking about nutrition. You know, when you just think about day-to-day stressors and day-to-day complications in their day, they've got a lot of stuff working against them already just with shift work. And so now you've got somebody who like wants to work on their goals and get feeling better and healthier. And, you know, you're basically f- swimming upstream. So, um, I enjoy when those people come in with an open mind, but are more so like open to the challenge. Like they know that the work that they're about to embark on is going to be very difficult. Um, you know, convincing those ones that are not as open-minded is like, you just, you have to be ready you know? So that's a tough one. It's not impossible. It's just no, and I feel like the value gained by putting the time in to learn skills around the shift work is huge. Well, arguably with anything. And I mean, I had, that was the, this is how that conversation went recently was if you don't, you know, let me back up a second here, because especially with the shift work aspect I always make sure to preface the conversation with like, I don't expect perfection out of of our clients. Like, absolutely not. And that's, I mean, the whole reason this podcast is labeled 1% better is like, if I can get you executing 1% better each week, those small changes are going to add up to actual like really big changes over time. And so if you don't get like, because how we're mapping out this structure for your, your shift work, it's got to be trial and error. Right. And if we don't get that, um, you know, if we don't execute that amazingly right off the bat, that's okay because we're already 1% for just giving it an effort and trying. Right. And then my next question is always like, if we don't do this, like if we don't take action today, what happens? And almost everybody says the exact same thing. Well, I'll either stay exactly the same or I will regress. And I mean, that's got to be terrifying for you. Like that has to be true. You have to be able to feel that inside. It's like, if I don't do something today, this is what's going to happen. Like that should scare you, you know? What if you had to like, you have a client, like let's say a brand new client coming in and they're getting started if you had to pick like one of your hopes for them or a biggest takeaway for them, what would it be? Like, like, and I'm talking like super broad, super general, like the one thing that you hope they get out of this, if anything. <laughs> Can I pull out my Rolodex here? How do I pick just one? How do I pick just one? 
I have one. Okay, go. I think it's the ability to, it's kind of twofold, the ability to handle any situation, be it from a planning ahead standpoint or making choices in the moment. That's heavy. That's a good one. What's, oh, is that your twofold? Like your two? Yeah. Okay. Because we can't always be in a place to plan, but we can make choices in the moment. Um, I think mine comes from maybe that statement I made earlier of like what you want may not be what you need. And what I mean by that is like, you know, so often these initial conversations are like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds. And it's like, we have some kind of value on ourselves that if we lost this 10 pounds, like we would just be insanely more happy with ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, like that. And just, I, the people that like, you can, you literally can watch this transformation amongst like <laughs> happen right in front of you with your clients, the ones that get it, that like, this is a, about the bigger picture that like, you know, I've said it, it's about the long-term solution. It's the bigger picture. It's everything that happens down the road, right? That like, it no longer, it like, yeah, losing weight and everything is awesome, but your happiness and your feeling of accomplishment and all of those things based around success are actually on like the insight that you're going to gain and learn. Like it's, it's, it's everything in between Mm -hmm. it's getting through those challenges and like working through all those tough moments, building that confidence and then realizing down the road when they present themselves again, they're like, no, I've done that already. I can handle this. Mm -hmm. Like those sort of like transformative moments. Those are the things that, you know, (laughs) I'm like sitting here thinking and playing on my head. It's like when you talk to an NSI about joining the gym, you know that the community part is the amazing part, but like, you can't, you can't sell it like that. Mm-hmm. You can't have, you can't really bring it into the conversation because it means nothing to them. They don't have that context. And I feel that from a nutrition standpoint, this is much the same, you know, you have to get into it and, and go through those processes and be mature enough to, to think of it that way, to understand that that's where the value is, mm-hmm. you know, people may step on the in body and make like no changes, m- objective measurement wise but internally like just from a mental standpoint are black and white from when they began and that's huge i think that that was a really long one no i i think it's like if you were to summarize it it would be like your hope is that they see the big picture the long-term goals not the the immediate pounds dropping off of off of them or stuff like that and I think that goes to show actually one of our members posted in Bright Spot Friday, they were a former nutrition client, went on vacation and then had the skills to come back from vacation and get right back into their routine. And it's like, yeah, cool. We worked really hard on establishing routines and stuff like that. So to see that play out, I'm going to say like almost a year later, that tells me we were successful, regardless of what the scale says or anything like that, for them to have those skills and to be able to put them into place, that is a sign of success. It's interesting because like as a coach, like I want to create those objective measurement changes for you. Like I do, right? Like I want to be able to make that results photo for you and be like, yeah. Hey, this person lost this much weight and this much, but like, 
my actual attention to that is probably less than 1%, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Like my hope is that you're going to get all this other stuff and I'm trying to set you up to achieve those things and like setting you up by asking you questions to help you see if you've gained the insight that I'm trying to get across and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Like I'm mm-hmm. trying to lead the horse to the water, right? Like, yeah. you know, ironically, I, as we're sitting here, I got a text message from a, a client that I worked with almost a year ago. Also sent me a picture of her wearing her summer shorts. She just put them on and like held them three, four inches away oh. from her, her belly button. Like, that's amazing that like, she was able to carry on the things we were working on a year ago. That is awesome. Any other thoughts, comments on nutrition? No. I've had some really good conversations. And I think that like when people come and talk, you can tell when they're ready. Yes. You know, like you can only deal with that. Like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of how I feel. I'm sick of X, Y, Z for so long, you know? And it, I just, I don't want you to come in here and think that it's got to be perfect, that like your execution of it needs to be perfect. Like it doesn't, if you improve what you did today versus what you did yesterday, that's a win, you know, pick your lowest hanging fruit and run with it. Listener question. I think like, I want to know what your barrier is. Like, what's the thing that's preventing you from, um, working on it basically. And and I mean, by what's preventing you from putting all your chips going all in, like, why is your, why might your reaction be? It's not the right time or I'm not ready for it. Or like, what makes you say that? That's what I want to know. That's interesting that you say that because as I was revamping our client journey and I was making, I was marking like who's been past nutrition clients and who is still a nutrition client. And I was having that conversation. I was like, oh, I wonder why they haven't tried the nutrition program yet or given it a chance. So that is a good question. Hmm. And then I think for like past clients or current clients, my question would be, like, what did you hear or what preconceived thoughts did you have that might've prevented you from taking this step? And then what changed? Yeah. Like, why did you? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you hear? And then what made you reach out and decide to take this on? And yeah. 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 I was like, oh, okay. Get on my soapbox, but I think I'll save it. I think so too. <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to say, but I think you should save it. Okay. So we got our listener question. Um, you guys know how to send us your answers as well as make sure you join our, our free Facebook group, fitness, health, nutrition, mindset in Yorkton. Um, lots of content posted in there on the daily and lots of free tools and tips to give out to each week. Um, so make sure you're a part of that. The link is in the episode comments below. Um, yeah. Can't wait to hear your answers. Thanks for hanging out with us. Episode 79. I don't even remember what our title was, but we talked nutrition.